tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, Gene TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome into another episode of The Last Ship After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV and AfterBuzzTV.com. We are live streaming today, as we always do, so if you want to uh, get in on the conversation, you can tweet us, you can comment in the YouTube chat box, you can talk to us right away if you want to talk Last Ship live. If you don't want to talk live, if you watch this during the week, uh, you can still comment on YouTube, you can subscribe on iTunes, you can rate us there. We check comments and everything all week long, so if you were doing that, go for it. I'm your host, Bobby DeMiro, joined, of course, by Kate Aquilano. Hi, guys. That was your cue to say something witty. And, and I, witty? Yeah. I said hi. Okay, hi's not, I'm just, okay. Yeah, you need to give me a little more warning if you want witty. All right, folks, Bobby DeMiro here doing the show alone tonight. <laughs> Um, she is at Kate Aquilano on Twitter. I am at Bobby DeMiro. So if you guys want to tweet us literally right now, we got our phones. We'd love That's to take your it. questions. And if not, again, if you comment during the week, if you watch this, obviously during the week, you DVR last ship, which a lot of folks do. Uh, we check YouTube comments. We do all that good stuff. So talk to us there. Yep. Subscribe to AfterBuzz on every single social media network at AfterBuzz TV. Okay, let's talk. Recap today. We are recapping Alone and Unafraid. Sure are. Uh, got a lot to talk about. Jeffrey Michener. Oh, my God. You know I have to start with this, Kate. So The president, Jeffrey Michener? Well, hold on. So <laughs> so we are... Okay, folks. This is going to be the best after show ever. It, it might be a little unfocused. So here at AfterBuzz... <laughs> I can't even get it out. Excuse Good. me. <clears throat> here at AfterBuzz TV... Usually, depending on when shows air, we like to watch them together. We have screening rooms here. We, you know, have popcorn and possibly alcoholic beverages occasionally. And we watch these shows together. We were watching Kate and I today. Just waiting for it. Just waiting for it. Kate and I today were watching Alone and Unafraid, the episode we're going to talk about eventually in this after show. Sure. And Kate, we should get into that right now. <laughs> like right now. And Kate says to me, our wonderful, fearless Kate Aquilano, gorgeous girl, <laughs> says to me, uh, what is Mitchner, President Mitchner? What's his first name? And I says, Jeffrey. And she starts laughing and she said, oh my God, I've dated a Jeffrey Mitchner. I have. <laughs> and the breakup was awful. So the real Jeffrey Mitchner, if, if real Jeffrey Mitchner is watching. Um, oh, if you're not watching. My condolences, whatever happened, I'm on your team, man. <laughs> I'm on your side. Are you serious? <laughs> you no, have known me for how long? I Listen, I just like, you know, screwing with you. I think you're on the first Afterbus show I ever did. You and I were together. Which one? Believe. Believe, yeah. That's right. Okay, that's that's see, it wasn't much, a good story. Yeah, it's a whole story. But you know, if Jeffrey Mitchner's out there, I'm just saying, or if there's Jeffrey Mitchner's watching, just maybe, maybe Kate's got a place in her heart for you. Uh, I've, all right. I've dated my my <laughs> my Jeffrey Mitchner quota, so we'll move on to um, Alone and Unafraid. I, I guess we can transition into the show. Let's talk about the Jeffrey Mitchner, the yes. one that really matters, not Kate's Jeffrey Mitchner. <laughs> uh, okay, biggest question, first question, and and we want to know what y'all think at home. I want to know what you think. Jeffrey Mitchner, as we see at the end, is he drinking the Kool-Aid for the cult? Is he the real president? Because the previews, the coming attractions, yeah. he, he seems 
mad? What the hell's yeah, worse? Yeah, well, I was wondering this the whole time. Yeah. Even like, I mean, the first thing I wrote, are, are they controlling the president? Yeah. Um, throughout the episode, you kind of see him like working on that speech and you kind of think, well, maybe he's, you know, into this whole, we are the chosen, um, let's kill every innocent person kind of cult thing. And then when they go take him back on the ship, he's like mad that he's there. And you're like, you were, he was a senator, right? He was, no, he was a, he was a cabinet member and we talked about it. And now I can't remember what he was. Well, he was department of something. Something. So you know how the government works. You know how the military works. So like you were saying, if you were on a Navy ship, finally, you think you had been like, oh my God, thank goodness. Yeah. Like that we could get some order. But I think he has little issues with being there, obviously, that we see in the preview. And it's like, why? Are you Did you really buy into that, Sean? message that much that you can't like see that you're with the right people now? Do, do you wonder if you're if you're Michener, I don't remember what he was head of the department of blank, whatever yeah. it was. So fill us in. I mean, we can look it up. But yeah. during the show here, if somebody's watching, fill us in. Um, was he, do you think he's almost power drunk? Like, you know, he was he was 15th in line for the presidency. He had a cabinet position, which is but, really powerful. But, like, he's almost like he got the presidency. He's like, oh, my God, I never thought it was. And it already has gone that, to his head. But that doesn't, you're still going to be the president. I agree. Just on, on the right side and not kill innocent people. And maybe when they explain that to him, that he's still, it's not like Chandler's trying to be president and take it away from you. You're it. You're you're in line. Although Chandler should be president. Although he should. But <laughs> I, I agree with you. He would never. I agree with you. The, the, and that's the biggest problem I had. This uh, episode, it didn't jump the shark, but it was a little not believable. Let's be real. There were a couple things I was a little concerned with. And one of them is, if you're Jeffrey Mitchner and you get taken by these random three people, this, yeah. this Burke and Chandler and, and Beavis, who you don't know their names, if you get taken by random three people... You've got to be like, what the hell is going on? And then you see the helicopter and you see the ship. And then reality has to set in. And you'd be like, I'm with the good guys. He's in a cult. It takes a... Give him some time. I I guess. I maybe because I'm such a mentally strong person. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, maybe because we would never like... And most people, obviously, you know, 99% of the people watching this would never join a cult. Are mentally strong enough not to join a cult. We don't know how long he's been with that group of people. But no, no, but that's what I'm saying. That's my point. Because we're all mentally yeah. strong enough to be like, cults are ridiculous. We can see through the how Kool-Aid. How brainwashed is he right Exactly. Now? Maybe he's one of that 1% of people who's not only immune, but is also insane. <laughs> is also not fit to run the country. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, we're going to find that out real quick. I think we'll find that out next week. Yeah. That's kind of a prediction. Just throwing that out there. We get jumping ahead. So, but. so, but this is my question. So where on the mental scale, not just craziness, but in terms of coming to terms with the fact that this is in fact the Navy. Yeah. Where's our boy Jeffrey Mitchner? He, you, there's nothing to come to terms with. You're on the USS Nathan James. I'm with you. There is uni- There are uniforms. You have like, you know, it's legit. So why is he yelling and screaming and bitching? He's brainwashed. He's he needs to. Leave. You saw that scene with him and Chandler where like they are both grown men crying for next week coming next week. Yeah, that they they have to have. They just need to re jigger. Something with him. That's the technical term. That's the technical term. Rejigger. Yeah. 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 That's what the scientists do. Yeah. To a a more sane thinking about maybe not killing like little kids with teddy bears. Well, to his defense, though, did Michener know about the teddy bears? See, probably not. Yeah. I don't. He probably never even knew who Niels was. Sean doesn't know who Niels is. Yeah. 
which is a whole other issue. But he probably, you know, Sean picks and chooses. He's the mastermind. He picks and chooses what he's going to tell you. So uh, let me ask you this question now, because we're going to talk about the ex- extraction for most of the day, because that's what the whole episode yeah. was. Um, before we get into the extraction, broader question. Did the Navy, did Cobra Team, or, or Vulture Team, I guess, did Vulture Team succeed? Did Chandler succeed? Or did Sean screw it up? A little bit of both. Well, you got to pick one. They succeeded. So you're saying that in, they, like, what, I'm, what I mean to say is, were Sean's decisions so bad and the Sean and Ned tension is going to continue? Yeah. Or, no matter what well, Sean did, hey, Chandler knows what the hell he's doing. Like Chandler said, Sean is much more organized than than he gave him credit for. Yeah. But he is also a foreigner in the U.S. trying to make something of nothing. You know, I I don't even know if Sean believes about the chosen thing. I just think it's his way of getting these people to follow him and giving him more power. But I agree with that. He's, you know, he has all these people that believe in him that he needs to feed. And, like, there's a lot of stuff going on. So he should have made some better decisions. Like... Um, let's let this stranger named Tommy guard the president. Mistake number one. Huge, unforgivable mistake. Yeah. And, I mean, the the supply run wasn't really a mistake. The mistake was really not noticing these strangers in the first place. How did Green and Tex just, like, fall in to be workers of yours? Like, no one was like, hey, where did you two come from? So, like, the supply run needed to happen, but the mistake happened earlier with, like, there needed to be a little more like background checks but in a world where it's kind of like anything goes what is a background check anymore well no and that's the thing and if the supply run last episode or two episodes ago whenever green and tex got into the convoy in the first place right if you had established as a show that this was a ton of strangers coming right. together i would believe that everybody's yeah, like, equal what is whatever. this blue truck that's now in our convoy same difference but the way they, they never established that it was a ton of strangers like the group when burke mm-hmm. and chandler were with the group that whole group is a ton of strangers yeah. in in the speech in the room mm-hmm. but the supply run people they never established that it was tons of strangers mm-hmm. it was just supply folks who had a job to do mm-hmm. plus green and text right so when those guys show up the red flag should go right the hell exactly on. and then you saw that when uh, Green's doing the, you know, with the teddy bear, and he's like, you know, we can't do this, and the other two were like, you know, this is what Sean said, or this is what Ned said, and Ned is Sean's brother, so you know that they've established they're on the inside, they're on the inside. So like, how are you okay with these two strangers being there? Two strangers being there is confusing. The really, really confusing decision is what you mentioned a minute ago, letting quote unquote Tommy. Tommy. Letting Tommy guard the president. I know, so Mitchner wants him. And Mitchner didn't know. Mitchner had no idea at that point. So Mitchner yeah. wants the American. I get it. Whatever, you know. Little does Mitchner know the whole thing to want the American was total ploy. Right. But That was pretty I, genius. It was pretty genius. But if you're Sean, there's no way in hell you need Tommy around. No. Send Tommy on you his way. You have, like, four people in, like, full bulletproof vest, like, machine gun. Just have six people surround him in a circle. You don't need Tommy. It's it, That was a really... It was a bad decision by Sean, but it was such a bad decision by Sean. Here's the thing. To me, you have Sean and Ned, and we're supposed to hate Ned. Ned's supposed to be the loose cannon. Ned's supposed to be... We talk about him. He's supposed to be the crazy one who has these ideas. Mm -hmm. And Sean is the more responsible one, and he's dangerous, and he's the adversary, but you're still like, at least for now... At least he has a plan. Yeah, and at least for now, if you had to pick Sean or Ned, you'd be like, Sean. Yeah. (laughs) Ned's crazy. Ned is a loose cannon. So for Sean to be the not loose cannon, 
but to give the stranger a gun, to let the stranger guard the president. The whole scene when they did that, when Sean pulled the gun on him and then handed it to him. Yeah, I mean, that was... I was like, like, what are you doing? This is so not Sean. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. Maybe he's, you know, bitten off more than he can chew. And he's trying to give America to the Americans because he doesn't want to deal with it. He wants to, like... But... But... That's true, though. He has a plan. Well, he does. But we know that he wants to go back to England. They've talked about it between Sean and Ned privately. They yeah. both want to go back to England. Mm-hmm. So you want to give America to Americans or whatever, and you need to make But he still wants quickly. to control it. For sure. Which is why you don't give it to a stranger. Yeah. It doesn't make any... That was real dumb. Not like, stop watching the show dumb, yeah, not but... jumping the shark down. But it was a weird call to make for, I mean, for a character I mean, Sean's network is getting way too large for people that are not trustworthy. Yeah. And it, I mean, how are you going to run this cult thing from a different continent? I mean, you're not. That's just the thing. You're just not. So, and I think that's what Ned sees. And that's why he's like, why are you obsessed with, with taking over the United States? Well, let's go back home. We have like the power. We've already done it over there. Let's like go live large. Yeah. Like what is Sean? Like why is Sean so obsessed with now taking over the U.S.? I have... Well, I mean, he obviously has a reason, but is it... Other than power, like, what is it? Well, I mean, land, strategy, infrastructure, all the basic stuff. Infrastructure everywhere in the world is destroyed, but you got to figure that in the best infrastructure in the world to begin with has got to be the best of the destroyed. Right. Like, like, you know, Africa, South America, some of these places have to be just terrible right now. Right. Um, But the other thing I I would venture a guess at, because that's where I think this show could go, what? is something like nuclear weapons. You'd have mm-hmm. to think that the military stockpiles in America, Sean has to see that and be like, hey, I don't know much about, you know, secret military stuff. I'm yeah. not an insider, but there's got to be some great shit here. Right? I'm sure. I, 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 that's just me, though. But he's, if that is anywhere on his radar, it's like he is, he's jumping too far too quickly. Well, for sure. But I mean, him and Ned are both kind of crazy. I would believe they jumped that far. Yes, they are. But what I didn't believe, what was not believable to me, was Sean giving up so quick. Tommy, have a gun. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, sure, you can stay, but you can't have a gun. I don't know you. Like, here, just have a weapon. And if, if, quote-unquote, Tommy, Tommy. if Tommy had fought off the, quote-unquote, attacker, Burke, with his hands, right? If he fought yeah. off Burke with his hands and rescued the president. He's a, he can take care of himself without a weapon. Yeah, you can just be like, for a couple weeks, we're going to put you on a trial period. You're going to use these two things at the end of your wrists. They if don't you, think like that. They're like, they're yourself. like, yes or no. I guess. Right now, there's that, no gray area. I like you. I don't like you. You're dead. You're not. I guess. You're you're chosen or you're not. That's the thing. And that's the wild card maybe is the chosen thing. And so Tommy convinces him that I'm chosen and blah, blah. And Chandler yeah. knows what to say. Chandler's... He listen, knows. Chandler's a master manipulator. Yeah. You have to be. Um, also, like, I know there are a lot of people there, but, like, Chandler recognized Ned. Did Ned really not see Chandler? He's, like, the biggest dude with, like, silver hair. I mean, they had a huge... They had, like, a long conversation on the solace. Can I, uh... That was a little... Let me say this. What? Kate. Yes. Not everybody is going to focus all their attention on Eric Dane like you do. <laughs> he just holds himself so well. <laughs> not... That, like, in a crowd of people, your eyes would just go... Not no? everybody... No? ...is into the silver fox like you are. I like me a silver fox. Your face is the color of your cell phone case right now. Uh, no, uh, you're right, though. I mean, 
<laughs> You're absolutely right. Like they, Ned, they're like nemesis. And not only that, but Ned is is the paranoid kind of crazy. He'd be scanning that room. Hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's that's why. Like I don't know. I'm not disappointed in this episode. I'm not disappointed where the show is going. I guess it depends the next few weeks. But this one episode is like the first like tink to me where yeah. I'm like, well, wait well that's a the reason we love this show so much is because it's always so like, okay, that's that's probably what that's what happened. Like Yeah. I could see that happening and I could see that decision and that makes sense. And so these little things you're like, huh. Was yeah. that just for like a story thing or we'll see where it goes in the begin like in the future. It, it, but it's like Ned would have saw him. And there's things I'm okay with about this episode that are that are ridiculous, but they're TV ridiculous. Uh, the the firing of the guns at the very end with the helicopter takes off, and the and the opponents fire six thousand yeah, rounds. Yeah, we're and like, who's gonna nobody. die? Like we had a conversation, like yeah. okay, someone's not gonna make it. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be? Everyone makes it. At least someone gets shot. And I'm okay with that. Okay. I get it. That's TV. TV. The other one is the Walker Texas Ranger fight scene in the kitchen where everybody dies except That's, for our three again, people and, and no the one's president. Injured. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they have machine guns and they are fighting with forks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know she is a badass, <laughs> but and they, it was forks. And I get it. And the way they set it up, the fights were like not unbelievable. It wasn't like, you know, the Walker, Texas Ranger where 15 yeah. guys surround you and then come at you one at a time. Like it wasn't that ridiculous, but just little things like that. Today I was like, this is the first episode where it's I'm like, first one. hmm. Interesting. You know? I feel the same. And that's not to say, you know, I don't like it any less. I mean, I, obviously there's no, I love the show. there's no consequences. If it keeps getting insaner and crazier yeah. and weirder, then sure. But I don't like it any less. It's not a bad show. Right. It's just the first episode in two seasons for me today. Right, that's why it's so noticeable. Exactly. Because it re- every other episode, we're like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And even, I wasn't here last week, but two weeks ago when we were like, that didn't make sense. They explained it in the in the next episode. So maybe we'll have some explanation in the future. I would love a little. This is also weirdly paced. This isn't a bad thing, but it was paced really uniquely for this show. Really slow for like forty five minutes, yep. and then nonstop action to the. I end. was nervous. Yeah, I was like sweating a little bit. A little bit. Were you sweating because you were nervous about the show, or <laughs> or, or were you thinking about contacting your Jeffrey, Jeffrey Mitchner? Mitchner? I knew that was coming. <laughs> How many times is he going to mention my Jeffrey Mitchner? That's two. We're going to go for two. Uh, we're, we're about twenty minutes in. I'm going to say we're going to go for five. I have no doubt that you'll get there. If I do more than five, I'm going to annoy you. I'm going to annoy the viewers. I'm okay with annoying you. I don't want to annoy the viewers. Five is our target. F- five is my target. Yeah. Okay. No, no more than five. But I was nervous. But that was a really, um, it was a good scene. Because like the you whole, have the whole extraction. The whole scene. Because you have Vulture Team, then you have Wolfman on the, you know, on the roof, and then you have Tech. What? Just the, the nickname, like Wolfman. His name is Wolfman. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> then you have Tex and Green, and then you have the ship and the sub. It was a it was a lot coming together, and I like the way they edited it. You know, I'm kind of done with the sub, and and I it wasn't bad to have it this episode. You had to have it, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't mind if next week there's another storyline. If the sub is around and it comes back later or something, okay. but I want to finally be done with the sub. Either blow it up or just right. run away from it in the short term. And you see it four four or five episodes from now. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I want to go to the next thing. I want them to go inland, maybe. I want them to do whatever they're going to do with President Mitchner. Yeah, I want them to go to the I next. I think thing. that's going to be the focus. Yeah. The president. And um, like he even said, we're going to, you know, use the president just like they were going to use him by taking America back. Obviously, they're not going to kill innocent people and, and they don't think they're the chosen. So they have to, you know, convince 
the the president to change his mind and to to help them with their goal. So I think that will be more of the focus yeah. than and I think uh, towards the end of the season it'll be like more Sean and Ned coming back for revenge with the sub. Well, let me ask you that then because I, I know this is kind of prediction territory, but I think it's important because of this episode. Sean and Ned, mm-hmm. you remember uh, Ruskov in the very first couple episodes yep. of the first season, the Russian general, he gone. He gone. Um, do Sean and Ned go the way of Ruskov? Do we kill them next week or the week after and we never see him again? Or are Sean and Ned adversaries here to stay? Or, let me put it differently, that group. Maybe Ned dies, maybe Sean dies. But is that, that group, group an adversary long term? I think they're long term. Because they're, it makes sense. Like like you said, like there's this fight for power. You know, Rushkov was, how do you say his name? Rushkov, yeah. Whatever. He was more like a, you know, it was like a super character kind of guy. He was that like was a super like, villain. He was like a yeah. super villain, and you're like, yeah, this kind of makes sense, but, uh, you know, it was good to get rid of him. I think they're here more long-term because there's a lot more strategy with both sides that they can ping off of each other, and they can come in and out of of the storyline for sure. And uh, Sean, I almost said Ruskov, Sean's people, Ned's people are so well-trained that it impressed the Navy. So I yeah. think that one line when he's like, they're really well, whatever he said exactly, they're really well-trained, they have great infrastructure. When when Chandler was talking to Slattery, yeah. that line I think should be a foreshadowing, not necessarily of the next couple of weeks, but I think you're right. Long-term. Pop in and out long-term, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it gives them a legitimate adversary going inland if and when they decide mm-hmm. to do that. Like, Part of me would like to see them, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, go through the South and Texas and the middle and yeah. find all these things. But the risk when you go all crazy places inland, the risk is every episode is a new weird adversary. Yeah. And then it becomes ridiculous. Well, not if Sean has this network of, yeah. and they all kind of work for him, which I don't think is going to happen all the time, but I think they're going to run into his people. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, who they run into on these random places, I don't know. Maybe they're good, maybe they're bad. And the the foreshadowing or backshadowing, maybe, since they refer to it in the past, of uh, Sean and Ned's guys already having taken over Europe. So if you've taken over Europe and you've got this really nice sub that they've got, Mm -hmm. high-end sub... You were successful enough that there's no reason you couldn't do it again, right? No. So. They can go, but I mean, I'm sure there's tons of equipment and ships in Europe that they can just come back over with, and with even with a larger crew. Yeah. So, I don't think they're going away. So, we're going to see them for quite a while. I have a feeling either Sean or Ned will die at some point, but the group. Yeah. The group for sure. Those two are so unstable. They're not going to last. Well, Ned is without an ear now, which is a problem. <sighs> that was so gross. <laughs> that, that was really gross. Okay, so let's talk about the, the physical extraction scene, the heavy stuff at the very end. Okay. Uh, Texan Green, it really starts with Green. He's the one yeah. who moves the thing first. Um, which shooting... I didn't think was smart. Really? Well, I thought he could have played it like he was yelling at the girl. To, like, run. And I was like, dude, whisper it to her. So it looks like you're convincing her to hold the teddy bear. I think what he wanted to do was have the girl run so he could walk after her and go around that corner. And isolate those two. And isolate those two guys. The, you know. And then take his chances. So he had that plan all along. I think so. Did you think that Niels was going to recognize Tex? Because I was like... Yeah. But yeah. the whole... When Tex came back with at him with, like, well, do they know who you are? It's like, yeah. Good text. Text text don't screw around. He does L- not. He was like, you could tell on me, but I could tell on you. Listen, text. Let, let's be honest, okay? Text is a goofy guy. Text is, you know, 
But he knows his stuff. Salt of the earth. But when push comes to shove, I want him on my side. Tech's going to be shoving. (laughs) He's going to be shoving for sure. Um, But like that whole, that encounter was one of my favorites of the episode. Yeah. Because they both, like he fine. he's like, I know, you know, I think Sean and Ned would be very curious to, you know, where, who you are and why you're here. And Tech just comes right back at him with, and you don't really see the after, like I wonder if, the whole shots, like, green and shots fired over there. What would have happened? That's a good point. Because we don't really see the the, the fallout because you know, then the fire starts. I'll tell you what probably would have happened. Ned hates Niels. That's pretty well established. Hates him. <laughs> hates him. Um, <laughs> Ned was the one out there, the commander out there. Sean yeah. was with the president. So I think if Niels had tried to tattle on text to Ned, Ned would have been like, Get the hell out of here. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, maybe I'll be suspicious of text. Thank you. But, Niels, I don't like you. Go the hell away. Like, don't talk to me yeah. unless it's absolutely necessary. <laughs> so, Niels, Niels doesn't have the most credibility with Ned. Yeah. So, I don't think that a tattle would have gotten... Would have even mattered. Sure, maybe text winds up on Ned's radar, too. Yeah. But Ned wouldn't go back and be like, hey, Niels is an asset. He scouted this guy. Ned's going to go back to Sean and be like, this Niels dude is way off base. Can we just kill him? Can we just get rid of him, <laughs> please? I don't want to deal with him and his teddy bears anymore. Let's get rid of this freaking guy, um, which is kind of what you said about your Jeffrey Mitchner when you guys broke up. Oh, uh, MG. That's number three. <laughs> okay, so the extraction, we got uh, Tex kicking ass, Green mm-hmm. kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing this without these, you know, semi-automatic weapons. Right. They've got handguns. They've got, you know, side revolvers, whatever you say. Um believable I guess you know yeah. I think I think the point is some of it is unbelievable and the action's a little like Michael well, Bay action there were definitely some military-esque guys on that convoy but there was also just like worker guys yeah, just big that, dudes big dudes that probably didn't have a lot of training yeah um, so I think those two could have t- it was more realistic yeah Niels did get shot so he's like, wish on he would, wish he would have died. Maybe? Well, you, we you, don't know. You know that he can't die, but I wish he would have. He can die. No, I mean he can, but you know he's not going to end this shit. Let's he's come on. He's not going to die. He's going to. He's sur- patient zero. He's absolutely going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> he's such an interesting character. Whoever I need to look up who plays him because he does it really well. It's almost like, and and I don't mean this offensively. It's not an offensive thing, but the way he's playing him, and I really like it. It's almost like he has. Have you ever met? Either very, very intelligent people or very, very awkward people for whatever social reason or psychological uh-huh. reason who can't relate to other people. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's but, a genius. But but it's not it's not it's not because he's unlikable. I mean, he is kind of unlikable. No. But it's not that. It's just that he's not a people. Person. But he also realizes it, which <laughs> yeah. is another layer on top of that. Because when he's he's suspicious of text. And Tex is kind of just, like, ducking away. And he's like, dude, you're creeping me out. And he goes, oh. Like, he knows, like, oh, I do that. Yeah. So I'm probably just going to walk away. Like, I get it. But I was like, that, it was such a good, like, the way he's playing is really yeah. interesting. It's good. Because it's, it's, it's not creepy. It's weird. There's it's a weird. difference between weird and creepy. Creepy is, like, leering at people or, yeah. like, being overly, you know, sexual or crude mm-hmm. or whatever. He's not doing that. No. He's just being like a little off. He's a little <laughs> off. Perfect. And he's also okay with killing innocent people. Which is also weird. And macabre. Yeah, because he's a scientist. Like he knows yeah. that there's a cure and you think that he and like, rem- is he just evil? Remember how he got into this mess? He does not give a damn. He doesn't. When push comes to shove, he's pushing. He's- 
<laughs> well, I think he's just on whoever's side is not going to kill him. Yeah. Whoever he can, like, stick around with. And he's trying to manipulate people. He wants... Remember very early on, first season, I don't remember when it was. I think it was near the end of the first season. We see him... He's in, like, a courtyard. The cafe? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I got the impression, and, and this is a long time ago, and I, it's been a while since I marathoned this a couple, you know, two months ago again. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I have the distinct impression from that scene, maybe, that he wants, like, fame, mm-hmm. influence, power, something like that. Am I yeah. wrong? No, no, no. I, I feel that. Because I think he wants his name out there as, like, this, you know, scientist to remember. Yeah. In whatever field, you know, that would be. But he obviously doesn't care how he's going to get that way because nope. he is infecting the world. I mean, he is the one reason. He's the reason sometimes, that we are in this situation. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do for glory and fame. <laughs> for glory and fame, even kill everyone. Means, even if it means killing five and a half billion people or seven, you know, whatever billion people, yeah. doesn't matter. I'm very interested to see what happens. Because, like we said, he's not going to die. I want to nope. know what Dr. Scott has in store for him. Yeah, I do too, because Dr. Scott's not super important in this episode but she's doing something very important it just never really came to fruition this yeah. round uh there's yeah just more tests and are you buying the vaccine through the air yeah. in in you know whatever crop dusting the vaccine across yeah. the u.s no i don't think that's gonna work and i think that that's why they brought uh meals in it's gonna give it's gonna give her something with his blood because he's the first one He's going to give her another idea. Or something with his knowledge. He's going to help now? Like, What if they manipulate him? What if they manipulate his glory, fame, whatever thing? What if they can, I, I don't know, threaten him? What if, uh, maybe, sure. listen, Chandler, when I saw Chandler working with the president, when I saw that whole extraction team work, these dudes know how to manipulate, both physically and psychologically. Yeah. So they're trained. This I is mean, what they do. And I do think Neil likes Dr. Scott. Like, yes. He respects her. He, he, I think he cares about her opinion. Yeah. So right now, probably her opinion of him is very low. So like you said, maybe he helps to get on like her good graces again. Whew. Because he does, he does care about Rachel Scott. But Neil is, Neil is, Neil's is what we call a front runner, right? Yeah. He's going with whoever is... Whoever's helping him out. Whoever exactly. Is Whoever's winning. Looking like yeah. they're winning. Yeah. He's a front runner. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was going to make a reference, but I won't. It would have been too long to get that reference in there, and I got a little time to get my last two Jeffrey Mitchers in. We have time. Uh, <laughs> that was four. No, no, no. I mean, I, I need a good reference. Okay. That wasn't a good reference. Uh, can you talk about Burke's nose being broken? And Yeah, we can, actually. I was just going to go there. So let's talk about Burke and Beavis. Um, okay, Beavis, let's let's be honest. She's, she's full of crap. What? She likes him. She's not kissing oh, him as an anesthetic. Sure. She I likes him. I know where him. you're going. Yeah, she likes him. Totally. But that was cool. Well played. Well, okay. What do you mean? I'm not saying it wasn't cool. I was like, okay, I don't know if cool is the word I would use. I would say manipulative and foreshadowy and, you know. We all knew what was foreshadowed in the first episode. It's going to happen. I just wonder what's going to happen next week. By the way, next week, you're here, right? I'm here. Thank goodness. And Monty's going to be back next week. Nick will also be back next week. It's not going to be just two of us. But the reason I mentioned it. Tell him. Jocko Sims. Who plays Burke? And Kevin Michael Martin. So excited. So there's going to be two 
uh, Navy uh, grunts. Well, they're higher than grunts. But there's going to be two folks on the last ship in here. Sitting right Sitting here. right over there on that couch. It's empty now. It has a coaster on it and some little white We'll clean papers. it up we'll, for we'll, them. Yeah, we'll clean it up. Um, no worries. Might have to contact Jeffrey Mitchner, get him in here. We do a little, little love line, dissect why that didn't work out. We do see- not need... <laughs> See if we can get if we can get Kate's Jeffrey Mitchner to talk to us about the show's Jeffrey Mitchner. Maybe Ooh, maybe the so meta. maybe the same name thing. He like understands. He yeah, he gets to being the president exactly on a fictional TV show about I'm, a virus that has taken out the world's population and me, that there's one ship left. Kate, I'm begging for scraps here. This is, this is all he I got. will definitely relate to that. Okay, definitely. Did it not work out with you and him because he was off saving the world? He was on a ship, didn't have time for it. He was on a ship, and there was just no me time. Oh, sounds I'm not high even maintenance. Go there. Um, but speaking of relationships, we do get to talk to Jocko and and Kevin Michael Martin. We do get to talk to Burke about Beavis and what's going on. Oh, and he better give us some some secrets. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the episode next week, next Sunday before our interview because our interview like we have ideas, we know what we're mm-hmm. going to hit, we know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. But those next, you know, 60 minutes of television is going to make a big difference. Chandler doesn't like relationships on his ship. He does not. And he had to stomach Foster and Green and he didn't dislike them, but he's not encouraging this crap. No. But I think, you know what, at this point I'm glad we're actually talking about it because I think after months in this situation, you almost have to expect it. You almost have to be like, you, you know what? You have to. You're the only people you're having you're in contact with. It's not like you're going home to whoever. Mm-hmm. And you're not going home. And let's be honest. <clears throat> excuse me. These these <clears throat> men and women are very very well trained. Are very very good at what they do. But I look at Burke and Beavis, and I'm like, what is the PTSD factor of all this? Yeah. And they're humans. So they're at some human. point, when you go through. Like, I've heard this. It's never actually happened to me. But when you go through traumatic experiences together, people, like, do weird stuff. They fall in love. Because those experiences do things to you, right? Mm -hmm. And so you've got to wonder at one point if people not, they're not going to pair up. This isn't going to be the love boat. Yeah. But at one point, if Burke and Beavis have that moment where they're like, all this is going on. We Mm -hmm. don't have our families. We're stressed out. Every week it's something. Yeah. And I think, like, he has his guard down with her rather than other Navy women is because she's she's more of an outsider. She's brand new. She's not part of the Navy. Yep. So it is more tempting. And I think that his, like, you know, subconsciously nerve, you know, walls that are put up aren't necessarily there with her. And, and this is important, um, he can trust her. Why do you say that? She's proven herself on this mission that she's trustworthy. Oh, I don't right. mean I don't necessarily mean relationship trust. I mean but like she's to the team. She's in it. She's legit, and I yeah. think that matters. Like she needs to know that he's legit. He needs to know yeah. that she is. And sure, he got his nose broken. Burke did, but she's playing with him. And she's like, "You big baby." She doesn't yeah. actually think that. She's teasing him. Right. Um, but they can trust each other. They're down for each other. That's what the kids say. They're down. They're for down it. for each other. You know. I don't know. I'm not. A Are we gonna? Kid. Sh- we, we need to ship them. Do you know what shipping is? No. Relationship. Oh. We're going to ship them on the last ship. Could we ship you and Jeffrey Mitchner again, or is that a one and done show and go? That's it. It'll never happen again. Um, I'm not going to answer that. <clears throat> you sure? Sure. Sure. So sure. Real sure. All right. Well, that was five. So if you're counting at home, I'm done with my quota for the Thank day. Thank you. Sure that off air, I'm going to give her some more crap about it. I have no it, doubt. But, but on it air. it started before air, too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> On air, we will we will uh, spare you guys from the 
you know, narcissistic show that is Kate's Love Life. And let's do a little bit on predictions. Predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV so I will say this as we get into predictions. A couple things. Uh, shows are a little tougher to do with two people because the fewer people you have on the panel, the fewer people you have watching the show. So Really? I will bring him up again. I will not hesitate, Kate. Okay. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, if we did miss anything before predictions, I think we got it all. The extraction was yeah. really the episode. But if we missed anything, you guys want to talk about anything, again, comment in the YouTube section. She is on Twitter at... Kate Aquilano. I'm on Twitter at Bobby DeMiro, so you guys can tweet us all week, too. And you have. I've gotten a lot of tweets about this. Um, The other thing about predictions is we've talked about them a lot during the show, but I think we got to wrap up with a couple good ones. So what do you got for me? We've mentioned this about this show before, but I'm not... I don't mean this in a negative way, that not a lot happens in one episode. It's very, like, it's one event. I'm not, not entertained, I am very entertained. Love the show, but we've seen that not there's not multiple events happening. So I think next week it's going to just be a lot about the president mm-hmm. and getting him on our side, figuring out what is wrong with his logic, and um, being back on the ship, going t- to wherever's next, and then the following episode more be back on land. Yeah. But I think this next one, it'll be more on ship because you have the president, you have Niels with Dr. Scott, you have a lot going on on the ship um, that I, I don't think we'll have any... I think we'll we'll say goodbye to Sean and Ned for a majority of the episode as well. Maybe check in, but um, I think it's going to be more like regrouping and like where do we go from here. I agree with you. I... This is going to sound harsh, but this week was kind of a dud to me, and I hope we get more next week. Um, now, a dud on this show, the way this show's been going, a dud yeah. here is a above-average episode. Pretty good episode. This is, we've done, you and I have done some, some terrible Some really bad TV. Shows. <laughs> we've done some terrible TV. <laughs> this is not terrible TV. No. But to me, this was a little bit of a dud, and, and still really interesting. Didn't hate watching it. But right. looking back on it now, I'm like, you know what? This was kind of a... Eh. And you're probably going to have one or two of those every season anyways. Yeah. So next week I want not a lot more. I'm not talking more explosions. I'm not talking more no. stuff. I just want something a little bit more focused. And almost. I think that we'll get that. And I think we will get that. I agree with you. And the other thing, and really my prediction is, do you remember the scene with Jeter and Slattery? <gasps> I wrote it down. There we go. I think that we're going to see Scott going on land, that thing. But more importantly, Jeter has started to talk back and he's not being disrespectful. No. He's not questioning. There's no, you know, there's no but mutiny. But that scene happened for a reason it and did. I'm not sure why. It did. And I think we're going to see whether it's, I guess Slattery's going to go back to XO now, but I think we're going to see Chandler, Slattery, you know, the, the power people yeah. make an error in judgment and Jeter is going to have to save them or he's going to call them out and it's going to be too late. Something's going to go on. Chandler has had so many good steps. He's going to have a misstep or Slattery's going to have a misstep. And Jeter is going to be the one to call him on it yeah. or he's going to call him on it and there's going to be friction there. Yeah. I can just feel something coming because Jeter's kind of the voice of... He's the voice of reason. And fear. And he's a little bit uncertain and scared and he has every right to be. But he's a little bit... I've noticed him. He's a little more reticent. He so. Is. I think we're going to have right. a, a little Jeter versus Slattery and Chandler. Not not a fight. They're not yeah. going to, you know. It's crazy how, like, those three characters couldn't have, like, diff- they're so different. Like, the different personalities they've established in each of those characters yeah. as the three heads of the, mil- as the 
their group. It's I love that they were able to establish such different personalities. And I like them all. And I've predicted before that we'll lose Jeter. And I still think we will. Of the top three, yeah. Jeter, I think, will be the one to go. I don't think it'll be next week unless no. something weird happens. But I like them all. I just think that Jeter is, in a way... Jeter is almost thinking more clearly than the other two. Slattery, Slattery running a little bit scared this week. And Chandler is, you can't be involved with everything, dude. You got to take a nap. Right. Well, and it's like, is this revenge? You know, because we saw Jeter in the last episode, like, is this your white whale, this sub? Yeah. Like, so is this revenge going to keep coming back? Is he going to be so occupied with the president now or even be more occupied with destroying Sean and Ned, even mm-hmm. though he probably won't have contact with them in the next couple episodes? Like, is he's going to be so focused on that he's not seeing the bigger picture? And I will say this, and this is from a logistical uh, entertainment industry standpoint. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'll share it with you guys. Uh, Jocko Sims has people because he's a big deal. Because he's Jocko Sims. Jocko's people asked us. They're like, how soon can we get on? We want him on soon. What's the earliest Sunday? Blah, blah, blah. And so there's a reason I think they want him and Kevin, Mike, Kevin Michael Martin on soon. I'm not saying he's going to die. I'm just saying I think I think you're going to see Burke, Miller. You're going to see him do something next week. I'm really excited for uh, them to be here. Just a thought. Maybe they'll do nothing and they'll have nothing to talk about and they'll just sit on the couch. I'll talk to them. I can talk to anyone. <laughs> will, you ta- will you talk to them about Travis Van Winkle? Um, it's my first question. You, I mean, I'm just speaking the truth. I'm not Travis s- is in Africa right now, so he can't Travis plays Green, Lieutenant Green. What is he, what is he doing in Africa, Kate? He's, Could you update us on the Travis Van Winkle news? Schools. I can just, I can hear her heart beating. <laughs> Anyone who follows him on Instagram would know this information. Do you follow him on Instagram or are you talking to his mother on the phone? I follow Jocko Sims on Instagram. That's good. You should. But I'm just curious about this Travis Van Winkle thing. <laughs> scale of one to ten. How sh- how concerned should I be about you? What do you mean? Are you in deep? Or is this a Jeffrey Michener or is this just like another guy? <laughs> No comment. Oh, oh, my goodness. On that note, that was your bonus reference, by the way. <laughs> uh, again, I know I've mentioned it like six times today, but please comment on YouTube. If you have not already, we would love to hear from you in the box below. You guys can tweet us, Kate. Where can they do that? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kate Aquilana. And I'm on Twitter at Bobby DeMuro. Remember, follow at AfterBuzz TV on every single social media network. We'll see you guys next Sunday for more Last Ship with Jocko Sims and Kevin Yay! Michael Martin. Good night. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 